Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go. Bingetown, how we feeling today? It's Thursday. It's a great day. We got some football. We got some Rick and Morty coverage coming your way. We got me, Dave, your host. We got Paul. We got B-Toms. We got a good squad today with a great episode of Rick and Morty. Final Desmithation. I totally butchered that, but it's supposed to be a play on Final Destination. I just don't know how to pronounce words. But I honestly thought this episode was fucking incredible. I don't know what it was. I was just sitting there watching this episode, and I was like, this is amazing. We get great comedy. We get the just the genius of the creators of Rick and Morty here with just how well they played this episode. And I, this was to me, I texted Paul like right after I was done watching. I was like, besides all of like the the villain Rick and evil Morty episodes, I think this might have been my favorite one off solo episode of Rick and Morty in recent memory, at least in recent memory. But I was fucking loving this episode. I don't know how you guys felt. Let's let's hear your thoughts on these episodes. I this episode. absolutely loved it. Um, I, it's one of my favorite. I don't think I loved it as much as you did, Dave, mm-hmm. but it's definitely up there. It's probably like top 15, top 20, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That'd be a really hard list to make, but it's it was something super compelling about it. I mean, it's a Rick and Jerry episode, so fucking gold right right from the get-go. Um, and something about like eating the cookies to get random power-ups is like really cool and intriguing, too. And the way that they can predetermine destiny. It's just, it was genius writing, um, mm-hmm. even though it's all taking place on like the organs of an alien it was still really really interesting and cool so i loved it the fortune cookie power-ups were definitely a highlight of the episode and in rick and morty style they got super creative with the abilities that they gave people so that was pretty cool but i guess i'm the odd man out here because i was pretty it's rick and morty never a bad episode but you hold it up to that standard and i thought it was average slightly below average for where the mark is for rick and morty that's good to have these conflict like these conflicting thoughts on the episodes just so everyone can get our opinions on it that's just that's crazy i love this episode i love it it. we got so much good action and so many great jokes i was i was perfect definitely some good high moments i loved when the family was making fun of jerry in the beginning of the episode maybe it was because it was like a jerry and rick adventure Mm -hmm. which can go either way but Mm -hmm. i've also been pretty high on jerry recently so i don't know why i wasn't in love with this episode like you guys are but like i said rick and morty never a bad episode so it's still great television it's just jerry making an ass of himself constantly and i was kind of like laughing at him like we talk about the the really cool jerry's like the one that survived the apocalypse and Mm -hmm. in the cronenberg one and like he was a beast and then we got this jerry (laughs) who's just trying to do everything he can not to fuck his mom (laughs) and like failing at it 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 was so funny he gets so nervous when we when I'll, I'll, I'll let Bree Toms run us through it because I have some great, I have some good comments about the early scenes, I guess. 
Yeah. So speaking of just Jerry being typical Jerry, the episode starts out hot. The Smiths are at Panda Express. And the first <laughs> line of the episode is just like Jerry saying, Chow Maine. And he's <laughs> like, if you think that's racist, ask how the waiter does it. And Beth quips back. Uh, it's a Panda Express. The waiter's from Portland. So <laughs> episode starts out hot. And <laughs> Rick sits at the table and he's like, who the hell changed my ringtone to the theme from taxi that gets us started on the taxi talk. Mm. Um, how Morty and summer just kind of tried to educate him on taxi talk, which I thought was funny. Yeah. They're <laughs> referencing TikTok and everything. They're going live constantly and Rick doesn't give a fuck, but they're like, you know, it's for a good cause though. It's like every dollar gets donated to the leukemia or some whatever they were saying. And, course i thought it was weird though that they opened this episode with everybody shitting on jerry because at the end of last episode it kind of ended on like a high of everyone kind of had a higher standard for jerry i guess if i'm remembering that correctly so i was like a little weirded out that we just got immediately thrown into them shitting on jerry which i'm always in for jerry whiplash yeah that's just the default family dynamic i guess true yeah i mean that 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 high moment for Jerry is only going to last so long before the family just brings him back down and just shits on him. And they're talking about going to the zoo. Um, and we learned that Jerry eats the zebra food and they're like, Jerry, you're not supposed to, you're supposed to feed the animals. It's not for you. And he's like, well, why is it in gumball content containers? <laughs> uh, it's just so funny. Um, is this before? I mean, I guess this is right at the table. This is when they get their cookies. And mm-hmm. and Summer's like, you know, you got to eat it first. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that either for fortune. I never cookies. heard that, but very. But I think for the episode at least. I think I at least do do that though. If I have a fortune cookie, always eat the cookie first and then read the fortune. Right? Is that how you guys do it? If you can imagine yourself. I don't know. Either way, I'm always eating the cookie. If I'm breaking <laughs> it to get the fortune, I'm eating that cookie. Exactly. But yeah, so so they all get their fortunes and. Going around the family, it's like, you will make a friend today. Like, something will make you smile. The most generic fortune cookies. And then it gets to Jerry. And it just says, you will fuck your mom. <laughs> and, and like the entire restaurant goes dead silent and just looks at him. And Morty, everyone's like, hold on a sec. We get the Morty, like, limp lips again. That, that classic, yeah. iconic Rick and Morty face. So good. When I'm watching this, I'm like, how are we going to get to the point? where Jerry is actually going to fuck his mom because they mentioned it, you know, it's going to happen or at least be a huge topic of the episode. And I'm like, how are we going to get there? Like if, if if Jerry knows that he's going to do this, like how, how are they going to drive it home? So great start. It's so good. It's so funny. And the whole family too is like, dude, like be happy. You got the last cool fortune cookie in the world. Like be happy about it instead of freaking out. Um, and then later at home, you know, he's, he's in bed with Beth and he's like, oh my God, still freaking out about it. Should I, should I throw up the cookie? Would that make it less likely to happen? And Beth is like, dude, if it'll make you happy, then go do it. And Mm. oh my God, what a callback this was. He's in there trying to pull a trigger. He can't do it. He goes, sleepy Gary ruined my gag reflex. Oh my God. I was like, mic drop. I couldn't believe that that was even going to be relevant at all. So amazing. Straight from season two. It was the virus. I can't remember the name of the episode, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's the one where you can't do flashbacks. Cause when you do flashbacks and the parasite will reproduce, it was 
perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Even a one with the callbacks this season, absolutely. Like references out the wazoo, and I've been loving every second of it. Absolutely, and you know. Sleepy Gary ruined the gag reflex. So Jerry just spends the entire night in paranoia, increasingly getting more anxiety over this mom situation, which brings us to the next morning where he presents himself to the family and they all just start relentlessly ribbing on him being like, oh, so now this might happen. It's not just like a fortune that's out here. Now it's a possibility. And they're all just laughing at him. And I just appreciated how candid this scene was. I'm sure it was just the actors like talking shit on him. But yeah, so funny. It was gold, man. I love that this the quote you said was just so perfect when he's like, guys, like, we gotta figure this out. Like, I might fuck my mom. And they were like, might. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah. like, like, you're gonna speak it into existence at this point. It was so <laughs> beautiful, man. I was like, once we got here, I was like, I'm so into this episode. I knew, I knew this yeah. was gonna be it. He uh he's like stop laughing and they're like we're only laughing because you're taking it so seriously like it was a random cookie and, and then, like he's getting phone calls and, and texts from his mom yeah so now it's starting to become a self fulfilling thing because she's starting to call he's like why is she calling she never calls they're like because you're ducking her text man what else <laughs> is she gonna do so he's just like working himself up and then that leads into this montage because they set up at the Panda Express that they're going to the zoo. Um, so it's this montage between the breakfast table and when they go to the zoo and summer walks in and sees Jerry, like taping his dick back <laughs> <laughs> to try and prevent it. And then Morty and summer, like Photoshop his mom's face over like a stripper's body and send it to him. And then there's a scene where there's like a dummy in the closet that they lock Jerry in there with. <laughs> so it's literally just Morty and summer bullying their dad that yeah. he's going to bang his mom. I love that. Okay, Jer- talking about this makes me like this episode a lot more. <laughs> I, I also love that Jerry's just like, Rick, like, can't you do science stuff? to like make the probability of this happen like less and Rick's of course like no that's ridiculous this is science and he probably could have done something which he I mean he does technically absolutely yeah but so so funny funny. also with the closet thing I love that Morty and Summer knew that if they kept bullying Jerry he was going to run and hide in his closet so they put the doll there ahead of time so true and then just like held it locked shut when he tried to get out which was just beautiful it's bullying their dad and then like oh my god so they're they're ready to go to the zoo you know beth trying to get like jerry to stop freaking out and she pulls jerry out of the front door and he's dressed like morty and summer's (laughs) like uh why are you dressed like morty because morty's mom is beth (laughs) and i'm trying so if i fuck my mom i'm morty i'll really just be fucking beth i'm not unpacking that yeah, Morty's <laughs> like, nah, I'm not dealing with this. By the way, how about Space Beth making another appearance? Just very I casual, was, too. So I think she's going to be a regular. I was totally wrong. I said at the end of, um, you know, the uh, last episode when they were a couple that we weren't going to see her for the rest of the season. I thought back to back was going to be it. But now they, uh, they're bringing her in. So, yeah, B thumbs. Totally agree. She could be like like the sixth character now. Mm-hmm. Fifth or sixth. sixth. Yeah. And so. Rick, we find out he's making an excuse. He's just like, oh, wait a second. My gizmos flagging Jerry for probability. You guys better go to the zoo while I check him out. And he probably he kind of drops the act for a second, pulls him inside. He's like, I never turned the machine on, <laughs> but I don't want to see someone get bullied into going to the zoo. You may be the single dumbest human I've ever met, but you still have a right to take whatever you want seriously. 
I respect that from Rick, honestly. <laughs> like, he was just being real with Jerry. He doesn't want to see someone get bullied like that. But then he turns on the machine and he's like, oh, shit. Okay, now that I have you, Jerry, why don't we test out this theory? And that takes us to the hole in the box scene. Yeah, there's yes. no, he's like, there's no correlation. But let's just also at the same time, let's just hang out for a second. Let's test yeah. some things out. <laughs> yeah. And Jerry, of course, is like, yeah, sure. Like, fuck it. Why not? Of course, <laughs> he said, you know, I wrote your mother's name in one box. Which box? Stick your dick in the box, and <laughs> and we'll find out if it's the real one with your mom's name in it or not. He's like, well, okay, you don't have to stick your dick in the box. Just say which one. Mm-hmm. And Jerry going, I would put my penis in the right. I would put my penis in the left. One and- time he says, I would take out my penis and put <laughs> it in the box. Like he's <laughs> just making it so weird. And he's like, dude, you don't need to say penis every time. Just say left or right. And yeah. of course, he's getting it right every single time, or at least we assume, um, because Rick is like, dude, this is improbable. I and like I, how Rick, go ahead, Dave. You were going to, I'm going to just take it right from you because I like how he tests yeah. it on himself. He's like, oh, like there's, it's working fine because there's an equal probability that I shit a balloon versus, I don't even remember what the second become part a was. dolphin. Yeah. Or become a yeah. dolphin. Jerry's and like, then wait, he just says, are probable. And he's like, <laughs> well, equally probable. And then he flashes Jerry. He like, says, Shit. Anything is as likely as anything else, which is weird why it's likely yeah. that you are. <laughs> it's not equally likely that you're going to bang your mom. So like right. now Rick's like, damn. And now now she's getting the text messages um, and Jerry's reading him. He's like, oh, my God, now she wants to come visit. Like, this is getting worse and worse. So Rick's the like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to tell you something I've never told anyone before. We need to go to Panda Express. <laughs> Let's go. The timer's dropping down on the amount of time left before Jerry's going to fuck his mom. <laughs> and we get to Panda Express. This scene. And Rick's just laying it down. He's just like, whoever these people are have like God level powers. They're not worried about you. They're worried about me, obviously. What do you <laughs> think I am? Like the stepfather in this show? No. Yeah. Fucking Rick. <laughs> and he's like, somebody's trying to get my attention. So when they pull up the Panda Express, he's like, if they wanted my respect, they should have just got a liquor license <laughs> instead <laughs> of like doing the probability of everything else. Yes. This is I love this fucking scene. Like they just go into the Panda Express, right? They're like Rick's breaking into the kitchen and they just all whip out these guns. And we get this. I thought this scene was incredible. Rick, he's using two guns that are like lasers and he's sliced. Yeah, they're like whip lasers and he's slicing people in three pieces, four pieces. Heads are flying like people are getting shot left and right. The Even the ship is partaking in some of the action. We get the, the ship fire. Oh, yeah, he sorry. tells the ship to drop a sick track so we can fight these people did you guys know what the track was no but i was expecting something different yeah it is called angela the theme from taxi there it is yeah (laughs) i totally was expecting a different song because i think in the trailer for season six it's like actually a hard rock song that's playing so i was actually expecting Mm. that hard rock song to play but it was the softer music and i was like this is different but I like taxi. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense now to me. Yeah. And he's like, ah, no wrong answers. And he goes in and he's, then he starts tearing shit up. It's great. And then and he this- everybody gets to the back room, has them at gunpoint. Turns out they're just selling drugs, have nothing to do with the fortune stuff. They're just like, oh, my gosh, comes with the territory. Don't worry about it. They, <laughs> they, they mend the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Took out his old team. And he's like, yeah, trucks in the back. Follow that. That's same place. Everybody gets their fortune cookies. So hop in the truck. And that takes us to fortune 500. I'll take the truck in return for not turning you in. 
And yeah. it sounds like a good deal. <laughs> yeah. The, the people from Panda Express were like, oh, you're not DEA? He's like, no. He's like, oh. You guys are just—if you guys are breaking the law, like that's fine. Like rules are meant to be broken. Like, <laughs> like, keep like it up. oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. I love that scene so much. And then this is where things get so wild from here on out. It's so crazy. As soon as he opens that door from Panda Express, it just escalates. Yep. Yeah. Dude, so we get into Fortune 500. He looks around, and first they have to suit up. I mean, that literally—they got to get suits on, and he like. <laughs> He calls on something to get his suit and then he hold on, hold initiates. On, hold on, hold on. Before we even get there, it's like when we're when they drive the truck into the pan, uh, the Fortune 500 shop, like they get scanned. They get retina scanned as soon as they th- like get in there. Of course, Rick yep. already has his retinas like able to be changed, I guess. But then he mm-hmm. just like throws these like spider bots to yeah, Jerry to and they cover. just like crawl over his eyes. And then I guess it gives them the perception that they're different people with the retina scan. And then, yeah, yeah. this is where they get to the suit swapping, which is, I guess, a call out to Sailor Moon, which I've never yeah. seen before. Oh, 100%. But, yeah. yeah. Dude, uh, Rick's tech was out of the, this world this episode. He that's, was all over the place. That's one of the reasons why I really liked it, because the tech that we got displayed here was like amazing like we saw rick's like eyeball come out yeah. a little bit to do some surveillance so, a little bit out yeah. thing went that far and it was not only an eye he was like there's cameras everywhere like everything's a camera like that tie that napkin that plant and jerry's like well why don't you shut him off he's like jerry shutting off 300 cameras would cause more attention <laughs> yeah. than just changing clothes <laughs> yeah and then we get the change clothes sailor moon reference which yeah. was amazing. Like I just, I just love. Even though I've never seen Sailor Moon, I always just get giddy at a Rick and Morty anime call out. It's just the best. Hundred percent. Stay woke. So now that they're all suited up, they start doing a little sleuthing through this company. And the first thing they walk into is kind of this TED talk. It looks like of a woman named Jenneth Padro Chent. We don't watch with subtitles, so I can't confirm that, but. <laughs> You know, sounded like Jenneth Padro Chant. Bezos is there. Bill Gates is there. Everybody important is there. And they're like, holy shit, this is a pretty big operation. Um, But in the TED Talk, she's like the typical white power suit, like self-realized businesswoman, just to paint you a picture. And her old TED Talk is, fate isn't fiction. Anything you want can be yours. Just ask. Uh, They're like, okay, we're not going to get our answers here. So they keep going in. They see a business meeting where people are cracking open fortune cookies for promotions. Like, oh, I'm getting a 10% raise, et cetera, et cetera. And then another dude gets a very specific fortune that he's going to get his genitals mangled in like an ice cream machine and he's like ah it's so specific to me i know that ice cream machine it's going to come true <laughs> no one so else obvious. Lis- yeah no one else listening yeah. will like know the reference but like i totally get it because it's me like i know it it's so good. and rick's like holy shit this is real like they're manipulating fate for profit and jerry's like good we can just blow this place up and rick's like hold the phone why don't we try and take them down in a way where we end up with their powers instead of just <laughs> Just destroying it completely. It's perfect. Uh, so this I'll, is where they try to escape, and the guards break open the uh, the fighting fortunes. Perfect. Uh, I, Go ahead, Paul. Uh, I was just gonna say more of the Rick Tech man. They as, as they're sleuthing around, he like holds up his hand and like uh, uh like it's a like, it's like copy and paste from it was like a, like it, a it was like Photoshop. Bar. Yeah, it was like Photoshop. a hologram of like the Photoshop toolbar pops up yeah, and he exactly. hits one and then he paints them all to camouflage in. So fucking good, man. Yeah, and, and then of course when they break into the the doors, now Rick's been rocking some Doc Ock arms. Apparently, he's got like yeah. six of them popping out of him, and it's it's like where did you where did you get these? But of course, he's always fiddling with himself. 
<laughs> not so in that fun. way. Not in that way. <laughs> the fighting fortunes were pretty hype when they just like broke him out of the glass and started giving Rick a fight. That was pretty good. But You'll have great luck in a fight. Yes. Um, and and <laughs> yeah. he's like, holy shit, they're leveling up, Jerry. We got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So Rick uses Jerry as a human shield, which is funny. And they escape through the vents um, and the guards inform the TED talk lady that they escaped. So I, that takes us to Rick and Jerry going through the vents. I love that Rick explains to us that Jerry is pretty much now invincible because his fortune hasn't come true. So Jerry is invincible, cannot die because this fortune is now like his destiny. Like this has to happen. So there is no shot. He's got to, he's going to die before this happens, which was, I just love that concept so much of how, if you're in this, what did they call it? Like it wasn't limbo unresolved fortune. Yeah. If you're in an unresolved fortune, you just pretty much are immortal, which I thought was such a great twist to it, which makes sense. Like if I fucking loved it, man. And that's why if you see when he's using Jerry as a human body shield, the bullets are just like whizzing by his head. Like he's perfectly not getting hit. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, he explains this to Jerry in the vent. Uh, and Jerry still doesn't like it. Um, but they also have uh, Rick has a great line where he's like, you know what, Jerry? Fine. If it comes down to it, I'll put a bullet in her head. <laughs> and Jerry's like, no. And he's like, oh, fuck. You're right. The fortune didn't say she needed to be alive. And I was like, oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh my it's, it's, I mean, it's true. It makes it so much worse. This was such a like that was such a dark joke that I was like, we haven't seen <laughs> that like darkness from Rick and Morty in a little bit. It's been mostly like a lot of action. This was so oh, fucked up. This was one of their most fucked up episodes. It's getting there. So Jerry tries to be cocky and it's just like, oh, does your screwdriver finger have a hex key? And <laughs> Rick just uses his Doc Ock arm to thrust Jerry through the vent <laughs> so they can get out. It's like, yeah. fuck you, Jerry. Know your place. Yeah. And that is like the main manufacturing room where they see this giant alien tied up to the wall. Of course, an alien is behind this. An alien's random powers. But it's a Ligorian. And I got it here. Ligorians eat chaos. But this one has a stomach disorder. Its stomach is stripping random randomness from space time and leaving behind super dense pockets of energy that bend entropy towards definable outcomes that's how fate works it's like a field it's a field like gravity but instead of small towards big it's pulling unknown towards known wild wild explanation yeah i didn't understand it at all when he was explaining it but the fact that Dan and Rick, Dan Harmon and Rick Royland were able to just think of some ridiculous concepts such as that just mm. again just emphasizes the genius of comedy that they 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 can level out. Yeah, like I what is that? Is that peeking your head in string theory? Is that what string theory is? It's like lives in a Mario game or am I mixing that up with something else? Yeah. Um anyway, it's just I love exactly what you're saying, Dave. They are so so Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland are at such a so high just, level. Rick Roiland, <laughs> such a high level of um, writing and science knowledge. It's mm-hmm. and the way that they incorporate it with comedy is absolutely incredible. That's the thing is like you can tell that they are deaf, like they're smart people. Like the way they just, even though this is de- clearly like a comedy show, it's meant to just poke fun at a lot of things. At the end of the day, like the sciencey stuff is a little bit legitimate. At least as someone who you know, maybe isn't as smart as Rick himself, <laughs> but it seems like reasonable to me. You know, they put it in such a way that is explainable. And I just, I appreciate them so much. And I just, mm. this episode, this is like one, again, why I love this episode so much. It was just so genius. 
And then we got old M. Huxby, the one that puts <laughs> the fortunes in the cookies. You're not even going to give him his full name. It's old man Huxby, dude. The M oh. is for man. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> got to introduce him all the way through. Yeah. Controlling yeah. destiny for a price. Such a cool idea for an episode. It turns out old M has a little crush on the uh, the beast that's dangling above his head. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> we can't have sex before marriage. I'm a Christian. <laughs> Are you sure it'll be consensual? A man knows. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. See, again, that dark humor that we hadn't seen in a very long time in Rick and Morty is just full on effect here. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how I felt about old M. Huxby, but, you know, whatever. We'll take him. Um, I wouldn't also be times. I was going to say, I don't count him as one of those. Zany- Remember how last episode it was just me and you and I was saying, like, we mm-hmm. haven't gotten that zany character yet. He doesn't fall into that zany oh, character no, trope. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Mr. Nimbus. No, no, no. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying is like we haven't had that's like a, a Mr. Nimbus character, character <laughs> like a Mr. Poopy Butthole character this season. I feel like yet. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's it's coming. coming. Yeah, but. Old M. Huxby breaks it down how Fortune 500 monetizes the fortune cookies and expresses his love for the Ligurian. But then the TED Talk woman comes in with a SWAT team equipped to the gills (laughs) and Jerry's mom. That's the (laughs) ultimate weapon, the weapon X. Um, I also loved how Huxby explains why Jerry got the fortune he did. He was like, dude, I've been, I've been trying to marry this alien. I've been trying yeah. to get out of here. So I've been putting crazy fortunes in, like, come help me and like help me escape or you will help someone escape. And nobody was coming to help. So I just started saying, you know, fuck your mom. And all of a sudden, <laughs> here you are. Like, that was the one that worked. Also, I, I don't know if we touched on it, but they explain why there's so many generic fortune cookies in the world. It's they keep putting out generic ones to inflate the value of unique, yes. like cool ones. Definitely. It's genius, man. This show is fucking genius. Economics. It's so yeah, fortune cookie economics 101, man. You guys didn't take that in college? No, sorry. Oh, yeah, I probably skipped it. I was taking <laughs> real classes. <laughs> but I also hate slash love that Jerry's mom is like subtly making like sex references the whole time. She's like, like I they came in a limo and like I, I got in and like it was like uh she like, touched I need you to pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. She like slips. She's like, oh, I'm so wet. And I'm like, yeah. oh god. <laughs> I it's was so cringing, bad. but I was laughing so hard. I fucking awesome. hated yeah, it. Yeah, the TED Talk woman just like pushes her down a slide yeah. or something and it like yeah breaks her 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 underpants rip open she's like i'm so so, wet yeah go ahead the the gwyneth paltrow character jenneth paldrow bro so i know i was just (laughs) who she was based off of um and rick this is their standoff you know going back and forth and he's like what's your name she's like how dare you what's your name he's like how dare you he's like he was that was what he got most offended about and that's what sets him off Oh my and god. And that sets that cues up and te- or tees up uh, a fucking banger of a punchline later, which mm. Rick actually has like six where he just plants seeds and like a minute later has another come on the joke, like what like the sticks to the wall guy. Yeah, that was that was so awful. I felt so bad. It's so funny though. But all the guards, they start popping their fortune cookies, of course. And the, the one guard, I guess, uh, like they're firing at Rick and he takes to cover. But the one guard comes around to get an angle on him. He's like, I only hit headshots. That was my fortune. And like you see the bullets kind of curving around the table to hit mm. Rick in the head. And like they drill him. But of course, it's Rick. So he's not going to die. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. He got like 
12 in the forehead and then it just dances. and he's like god damn it he uses all their powers against them like the headshot guy he gets to headshot all the other SWAT guys the guy that can't die just gets destroyed in his chest <laughs> with a gatling gun that doesn't and feels sound nearly everything. as yeah it doesn't sound nearly yeah. as good as it sounds bro and he's mm-hmm. like i can feel my shattered ribs <laughs> like my my lungs oh and the we get fire bender and the water bender we get the pokemon yes. reference he's like oh i'm gonna totally pokemon this shit because it's yeah. the guy was controlling fire and he was controlling water but it wasn't controlling yeah. like advantage as, yeah it wasn't what you how you would think controlling water meant and meant controlling the water within humans i guess and the guy just dehydrated the shit out of the fire guy it was so so funny i just i it's genius man this is such a good fight oh yeah well that's going on jerry's just running away from his mom that's where all of his efforts are and as the fight as the swat team just dwindles down it becomes rick versus ted talk woman and ted talk woman explains her whole plan it's just like oh my fortune was to be the best businesswoman of all time and rick takes the air out of her sails by saying, I just hacked Goldman Sachs for trillions of dollars, gave them to you and then took it right back. So for a millisecond, you were the most successful businesswoman <laughs> in the world. Fortune done. Yeah. Mm. And I gave it back. <laughs> that was awesome. He's like, and I gave yep. it back to Goldman Sachs. Um, I'm going I'm to be honest though. I should have referenced this at the time, but when we first get introduced to Jenneth, whatever her name is, she's talking about her backstory and she's like, Oh, like I used to eat, ramen out of a toilet bowl in my parents garage and if you look at that garage i swear to god i thought it was rick's garage and i was like no fucking way this is about to be a different alteration of rick's daughter or like of beth or like the maybe uh of the (laughs) wife or something i was like no fucking shot that would be crazy i don't i don't think obviously i don't think that's going to happen anymore but when i first saw that garage i was like there's no fucking way this isn't rick's Mm. daughter or something you know yeah Right, um, that's so fucking funny. Right before, um, this happens though, like the the final Goldman Sachs move, um, he does get glasses. I guess that one of the agents was wearing, and as soon as he gets those glasses, he can mm. see what everybody's unresolved fortunes right. are. So he's like, he's he's popping them out, and then he jumps into a crate and starts eating a bunch. They're all blank. They were like all normal ones. Um, so then he jumps to another crate and she's like, oh, no, not that one. Those are completely unpredictable. And he's like, all right, sweet. So he starts firing them into all the like soldiers mouths. And there was a bunch of crazy shit. But the one that stood out, obviously, is this a guy turns into a cyborg T-Rex and goes, I'm the son of God. And then runs through the wall, like out of the building. Maybe that, like at- four or something or like. No, it's just completely random. The <laughs> cyborg totally- T-Rex thinks he's yeah, Jesus. No explanation whatsoever and i i wanted i i hope he comes back <laughs> jerry is also running away from his mom this entire time like this fight's going on and it's showing mm-hmm. a rick killing and like dodging all these shots and then it shows jerry just straight up running from his mother and she's like save me and he's doing everything he can not to be near and then the uh the gwyneth paltrow knockoff uh starts just consuming cookies left and right because she's now no longer this the, or no longer stri- her goal has been pretty much tarnished yeah. with uh rick yeah. no longer allowing her to how, be the immortal how good was the you will regret this rick sanchez and he's like ha, you knew my name this whole time like mm-hmm. he were just trying saying that to act cool earlier but she does become this monster i saw the golden hair kind of spiking up and i was like are we gonna get a dragon ball z reference Super right Saiyan? here mm-hmm. yeah but no it never came true 
but she becomes this horrid beast of just randomness. She's got heads popping out of her and rick of course is going to go save the uh what's the the beast the, the ligorian yeah Ligorian. and gwyneth paltrow's reign as a monster was short-lived i think she <laughs> makes a ploy to the ligorian like come with me let's leave uh but the ligorian obviously just like eats her and i'm not sure if gwyneth paltrow opened the black hole with the ligorian did but a black hole enters everybody's getting sucked through the poor guy that was stuck to the wall just gets <sighs> like his intestines. <laughs> like his he's like, skin. oh, I guess we were both wrong. And then everything gets ripped <laughs> out of him. And he's like, oh, God, never mind. Yeah, I guess it's like his Spider-Man. Like his skin sticks to it, but everything that's like inside of him still gets pulled out of him. So he's just a shell, literally, at the end of the vacuum going through. Yeah. but And go ahead. I, I was just going to say the, the big climax, but you got it, Brian. So that takes us to the big climax of the episode. (laughs) We got Rick holding on by a thread. I believe he is also holding on to the alien, the Ligurian, like trying to save both. And Jerry is also holding on. But there is his mom being sucked in. Pantsless. (laughs) His pants get sucked into the black hole. It's like, we know where this is going. And Rick is seeing it go down. Jerry is begging him, begging him for help. And Rick begrudgingly gets a little gadget out of his upper arm that is able to, like, engrave a fortune onto a piece of paper. He catches one of the fortune cookies, pops it in and launches it at Jerry. So Jerry eats a fortune that says, I think it just said no sex mom. It says Jerry, no sex mom. That's all it says. Jerry eats it. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful scene of Jerry with a horrified face and his mother slow motion with both of their genitals blurred out <laughs> and like, together. oh my God, it's going to happen. And and that was the life saving is getting a fortune cookie in his mouth solves everything. Talk about a huge moment for Rick as a as a huge like just as a person and a family member. And he actually for once saves jerry rather than just leaving him out to dry it's unbelievable <laughs> he easily could have let jerry fuck his mom but oh yeah he didn't um and i think in around here somewhere he like looked at jerry and he was like ah we should blow up the building you were right this whole time <laughs> yep we also forgot um, to mention too when uh rick is going through or like trying to eat those like random fortunes i think there it was this at this point one of the fortunes did say you will make a new friend or something like that. Was was so that, that the was, first fortune that he made? He opened up in Pan Express. That's no, what I was I think, thinking. It was. No, no, there was one I vividly remember. It was during when he's digging through all of the fortunes in the boxes. Like he picks up a handful of them, but the and fortune that you that. can read on top says you will make a new friend today. Okay. So mm-hmm. good come back to play. But just wanted to pencil that in there. I was a little confused because uh, Rick says, you know, this is my fortune. I was immortal that whole fight. Like I couldn't have died. So that's why I assumed it was the first one in Panda Express. But yeah, uh, you could be right. But um, anyway, Jerry and their mom uh, both sitting there. Jerry's pantsless. And they're like, all right, let's go home. But we need to get you some clothes. And don't worry, Rick's already on it. And the Sailor Moon reference happens again. And he's like, I can already feel the savings. <laughs> because before, when they did it, he was like, yeah, that's a, a Sailor Moon reference. Uh, we'll be able to reuse that anytime anybody needs clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it was just Fantastic. absolutely yep. perfect. <laughs> Brought it all the way full circle. But that takes us to a very important ending scene back at the house where Jerry and Rick kind of get to reflect on the events of the day. 
and in my notes, the highlight here is that Jerry and Rick are canonically friends. Yep, I think cookie. it's official. They are Give friends. Me. Begrudgingly, <laughs> Rick can't deny it anymore. It is official. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you got to love it. I mean, this is part of that growth that we've been seeing in this season so much. Uh, little, We've been seeing sprinkles of it over the past few seasons, but it's really drilled home here with the fact that Rick, who his honestly to him, his mortal enemy or his arch nemesis would probably be Jerry because he's just the opposite <laughs> of everything Rick wants. Like, he, he never wanted his daughter to marry him. Like he's a genius. Uh, Jerry's not so much like just Jerry is just everything Rick hates in a person. But now this is everything that Rick hates in a person is now his friends and he'll never admit it. We've already said that a million times. He'll never admit it, but slaps the friends. shit out of him. I was cracking up so much. Jerry starts crying. He starts crying. And you know what? Rick actually apologizes. So maybe they are friends. Gross. I think, you would have I never apologized are. in season one. Never. He wouldn't have slapped him ever. I think he would have apologized. That wasn't cool. Rick likes to be cool. Nah, Slapping nah, him nah. wasn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> that whine, though. He was just like, uh. <laughs> But he does hold on to Jerry's thank you note. He puts it right back into his pocket as like a sign, like as a sign of like, okay, he does value this friendship. I think I thought it was funny how Rick was like, Hey, thanks for saying thank you. But this is a tremendous waste of the final actual real fortune cookie in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the episode post credit scene. I was underwhelmed with the post credit mm. scene. I would have preferred it to have been the cyborg T-Rex continuation yes. of that, but they went back to the dumb Jerry eats zebra food gag. <laughs> and they just went through this like commercial for a human zoo where like all the people are just eating zebra feed and Morty's just <laughs> like, what, what is this? What's going on? Uh, we're in a, it's a human zoo. Okay. I, I understand. Yeah. It's just like, what? It was a good it was a good ending credit scene. I thought it was funny that Morty's like, was that supposed to like tell us to eat zebra food? Is it telling us not to eat zebra food? Like <laughs> yeah. I, I like the thought process of like how he's trying to break it all down. But yeah, I, I think the robot dinosaur would have been a, a better backstory for sure or end credit mm-hmm. scene for sure. But dude, that episode was fucking gold, man. I think this is gonna be one of those episodes where I'm like, I'm if I'm like rewatching Rick and Morty, like I'm searching for this episode. Like I'm I can't wait to get to this episode again. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. The conversation definitely made me enjoy it a lot more. I don't know. Episode ratings, guys. Yeah, I'll so give it you, a... Yeah, I just want to say, you did give the last episode, I think, a seven flat. I think it's where you were at. So it's got to be... I don't know. I, for me, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. So I gave the last episode, I think, a six and a half, seven in that range. Ah, dude, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Eight. I'll just give it a hard eight. I was going to say 8.5, but that feels a little high because definitely on last season, there were nines and tens being dished out left and right. So I'm going to be a little bit more realistic here. I'll give it like an eight. I'll give it an eight. Yeah, I'm right there. I'll I'll give it an eight too. I thought it was hysterical. Great rewatch value. Mm -hmm. 7.5. And I hate the decimal system, but (laughs) 7.5. I'll I'll go against my gut. Yeah, because otherwise you would have been stuck at it being an eight, which is a pretty good score for an episode or you're stuck at it being as good as the last episode was better than night family. Exactly. I will say that. Yes. But I think I fell into the trap that you just described. I don't want to be dishing out eights, nines and tens. (laughs) Thank Andy. Paul, I want to ask you these questions since you weren't here on the last episode, but I just wanted some, um, I asked B Tom's just for thoughts going to the next seat or 
for the rest of the season. The first question I had asked him was, do you think the portal gun is going to be fixed this season? So I want to see what your your answer is to that. I could see them fixing it on nine and like setting it up for a crazy finale on 10 or just, you know, fixing it on 10. But yeah, I, I feel like the portal gun has got to be back by next season. Okay. And then our other, I guess this one's not as relevant anymore, but this one's relevant for us, B. Toms, is I had asked you, when do you think Villain Rick will come back? You said it would probably be nine or 10, one of those episodes. And I said, to keep things spicy, I'll, I'll guess five and six just as the mm. midpoint episode didn't get villain Rick, but there's still hope for next episode potentially. But now I'm following more into the train that I think he's going to appear nine and 10. Paul, I don't know if you think villain yeah. Rick will come back this season or if it will, if he does, would it be nine and 10? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I could see him coming back. Not this season. I could see him come back later on and we could get like the finale, mm-hmm. like the, the weird uh, setup where, uh, Jerry was with a talking cat the entire episode, and then mm. Rick reads the cat's minds, and then they see it and they puke, <laughs> and and Rick like erases Jerry's mind because he doesn't want him to bear that burden. I've been waiting for that conclusion to come, so maybe that'll I be. The we're finale. gonna get it. We're gonna get it, Paul. I, I I still have hopes for that, but wow, this was such a great episode, man. I'm so happy with how it turned out. I enjoyed it. Take us home. I agree. Yeah. I'm not doing the outro. (laughs) Dave's not doing the outro. That means I'm doing the outro. That is a wrap (laughs) on our season six, episode five, final decimation. I think I said that right. I think I said that right. No, 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 no. Um, Yeah, good episode. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed the conversation and we are just ready to keep chugging along in this season it's been a good one so far it has been a good one so far and as always if you like what you heard give Town tv a follow on twitter and instagram visit us on bingetowntv.com and subscribe to our show on spotify youtube the apple podcast app or wherever else you may find your podcast once again we are Town tv and thanks for listening ciao main yeah (laughs) good one yeah nice (laughs) You're listening to the Geekscape Network.